Welcome to Unfuck Your Head. I am your host, Kat Jordan. It's time to take action, get out of bed, smell the new day, and unfuck your head. All right, so I am here with HB Mack, a mental health coach and advocate. Uh, We connected through Instagram, and welcome. I am so excited to have you on. Thank you. I've been waiting for this. I had it like circled in my calendar. I've been a big fan of you. Thank Um, you. Yeah, when we connected on Instagram, I found you through, um, you know, just going through the hashtags and being like like into the mental health field now, um, you realize like certain hashtags matter. And and you came up, right? And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Checking out the profile. And I think you had a, um, a snippet of your podcast. And I was just like, oh, man. She's raw. <laughs> like, I love it. <laughs> you know? It was yeah. like, I love it. Um, let me let me check out a little bit more. And then I, like, saw sign out, and I looked for it. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Her podcast is sweet, short, just like how I am. Like, it's strong. It's like that New York type of vibe where it's like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you how I feel. Yep. And I don't care about my tone and how you take it, but this is how I'm feeling. And I'm like, I love it. And I'm thankful for this. Thank you. Wow. I, I really appreciate that. It's so heartwarming to hear someone else um, give me that feedback. Because um, as I've shared with you, like, I'm, I'm not an expert at this, right? Like, I am a trained therapist. So creating conversations in the therapy setting is what I do. Pulling that out and doing that in, into a podcast is a little tricky. And I guess that's part of the reason why I'm like, I, there are no rules. <laughs> the only rule is I want to be honest and direct about it. And, and um, you know, that that obviously leads to some really good conversations. So I'm yes. excited about that. I, I feel like it, it leads to the best conversations. Absolutely. You know, when it's not planned, it's like, oh, wow, this is organically magical. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? and, and, yeah. and I think more people want that, right, in this, this day and age to have um, more insight into what is quote normal right and and not um commercialized or you know meant to look a certain way because ultimately if we're if we're constantly looking to the media for guidance on who we are how we should be we're we're bound to be disappointed and upset and feel bad about ourselves so us being able to do this really gives people like oh no 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 like i am normal and i am human and it's okay to struggle and you know, it's it's okay to be me, ultimately. Um, yes, being comfortable in my own skin is perfectly fine. Yes, exactly. yes, yes, I love it, I love it. Um, and that's why I'm so excited for this collaboration, because I feel like you and I are like, yeah, like super cheerleaders yeah. for like, <laughs> be your own person. Yeah, um, it, I, yes, yes. Unfortunately, when you look at uh, TV, like what we were just talking about, like off camera, yeah. um, you know, it can be so perfect. You look at this, perfect, this person's life and you see man, 
they just have everything together. They don't, you know, and you're probably just barely holding it together. You want to see someone that's like, no, it's okay. If you're, if it's taking you a long time to hold it together, it's perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that like struggling is part of our human existence. Right. I mean, we yeah. hear people say that, but then we don't actually witness it because, you know, we're, we're only looking at the outside of, of what people are willing to present to the, to the world. Yes. What they want to show. Yeah. Not everybody's going to post their failures on social media. Right. And like, yes. obviously during our generation, it's been exacerbated by social media because we're really picking and choosing what we want to share. Um, yeah. And we're picking and choosing what we want to follow too. Yes. So if we want to follow somebody who like totally looks like they have their their shit together, um, we're gonna feel worse about ourselves. Oh, and, of and course, it, and of it doesn't course. have to be that way. Yeah. Oh, I'm sitting here, I'm following The Rock, and it's like, oh, this dude is on a <laughs> this dude is on private jets, have a chef, what? <laughs> and I'm over here cooking noodles and noodles. <laughs> yes, it can hurt your feelings. Oh, yes, yeah, I do agree for sure. So, so this is awesome. Are you? Like, where do you want to start with this? As, as I always say to everyone that I, that I quote interview, you know, have a conversation with is, you know, I want it to be organic. I want it to come yeah. from your own heart and your own story. You're driving this conversation. Right. Um, so where do you want to begin? Where do you want to start um, with, with HB? Well, you know, I, I'll tell my story. So like, um, I'm originally from the Bronx. Um, yeah. I didn't like, oh, like 14, 15. I had depression, right? That was like my first experience of depression. Um, but it was caused by a death from my sister. Yeah, I died from brain cancer. And um, being that young, you know, there wasn't no social media. There wasn't no Google, no, you know, YouTube. And nobody really sat down and explained to me about cancer, you know, back in that day. Uh, so well, I guess social media was the commercials. And it was like, hey, if you smoke, you get cancer. You're like, you know, you start right. seeing all this stuff. And I'm like, well... There's no way she's three years old taking a pack of cigarettes. There's no way, right? right. And I know, like, um, my father and her mom, during, well, not during that time, but previously, it was smoking. But once, like, you know, she was pregnant, all that stopped. And so when she had died, I just didn't understand life. You know, it was yeah. like, 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 you know, you look up to the sky, like, why? Why would you take someone that was so innocent? when there's like evil people out there, right? Like right. it makes you question life. Um, and sure. starting high school, um, being in a new high school, trying to make new friends. And I'm in probably the worst, the second worst high school in the Bronx. So it's like, okay, I gotta make some friends quick. If not, I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Simple as that, right? Yeah. Um, so it was just a lot and I lost myself, you know? And I was just depressed. I went to school. I was a decent student where I was averaging, like, you know, I guess like you would say a C average. And I just had Fs. Like, I literally, I went to school because I had to. And mentally, I was just checked out. Like, I was just was non-responsive. Only thing that helped me out was playing basketball. Um, thankfully, I was talented enough to be around or playing with some NBA players. So it let me know, like, I was pretty much good, like, to do that. But... Because of my grades, that didn't happen. But that's a different topic. But I was just there for that. And I had a conversation with my grandma. And I'm probably like, you know, 15, 16 at the time. And she's like, hey, you have a chance to graduate. Like, go to school, graduate. Yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. I never knew that about my grandma. Like, she never sat down and told me her upbringing. Right. And she said she had to drop out at, in middle school. 
like she didn't even finish middle school because of her family dynamics. She had to work. Wow. She was like, I had to work. I was forced to, I was forced to work, forced to get a job and help for the family. You know, it mean a lot for me to see you graduate. So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. My grandmother's my best friend. She identified that I had depression and she kind of broke it down to me. She's like, hey, you have depression. I know you're sad about your sister, but unfortunately, you know, life like that happens. And I was like, okay, well, let me make her proud. Did the night school, the day school, the summer school. I, I was in school all year round, okay? And I thankfully, I graduated on time. Oh, my God. And um, there was a situation where I was working. I was working at night, and um, I was coming home, and there was two blood members that was in front of my building. There was an argument about money. And, like, you hear a sound of a gun. And it's only three of us outside. So it's about 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock. And, um, you know, I don't think they cared that I was there. And I don't really think they noticed I was there. They was just more in a situation. And once that happened, I was I ran into the building. Like, oh, man, I don't have enough time to wait for the elevator. I, let me just run upstairs. Yeah. So I'm hauling ass. And then as I'm hauling ass, I hear somebody, oh, you think I'm playing? I want my money. And I'm like... <laughs> he's talking to me, okay. Oh, wow. So I'm like, okay, let me go into the other staircase. And it's the other guy, like, man, he's trying to, oh, you're trying to kill me? You're trying to kill me? And obviously, it's like my heart is like in my ass at this point. And um, thankfully, I was just in and out of the staircase and I finally made it to my floor, oh, my opened up my door as fast as possible, and slowly closed it. And as I closed it, you hear the staircase open, like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then as soon as the staircase slammed, I locked my door. And probably like three, four minutes later, you hear like the shooting in the staircase. And that's why I was like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm coming home from work and I'm trying to hurry up because I have another kid sister that I'm trying to take to school in the morning. Right. Um, so I remember like calling like my girlfriend up. I'm like, hey, I, I got to I gotta go. Like, yeah, I, this yeah, is it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to die for something that I'm not even doing. I'm not even 21 yet, you know? So she was like, hey, I'm out in Tampa, just started school, just come down. Perfect, fine, let's go. In three months, save my money, I'm out, right? <laughs> and um, so I'm like, man, I'm gonna leave all my problems behind. But nobody tells you when you physically leave, your problems still come with you. And unfortunately, um, I struggled because I was still depressed. I was still traumatized from that situation alone. Yeah, I would imagine. And a lot of people didn't. Yeah, a lot of people didn't understand it, uh, like why I left. Um, they thought like, oh, I left because I was in love. And it's like, yes, yeah, so I'm in love. But at the same time, I want to live. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I want to live. Um, it was hard for me to explain that to people in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, but it led me down a path where I became an, an alcoholic. I was a functional alcoholic. I went from social to I need this every day. And um, I was in a dark place. I broke up with her. She didn't understand. She thought I was just being young and wanted to uh, test the feel out, as they say. <laughs> but it was like, no, I knew I had, a dark, I had a dark cloud over me. And she had so much potential that I didn't want to pull her down. Wow. Right? You know, yeah. it's, it's something that... When you have depression, you don't want to be around people because you feel like you're like taking their energy. Um, so like we separated for a little bit, but we was always in touch. And I finally decided to go to college to try to do something with myself. And um, I graduated. I remember like graduating and calling up my parents and 
tell them like, hey, look, man, like I'm going to school. Like, you know, I'm so happy because I finally kicked off that habit of like drinking like functional because I really was like, man, let me take control of my life. It's about time. And when I did that um, and I'm walking across the stage, they didn't come and it hurt because it was like, this is my big moment. This is like that championship celebrations with the champagne moment. And um, they couldn't make it. They didn't, you know, I I think they could have made it but they didn't make the the efforts to. Right. And I'm ready to like to empty out my account. I'm like, look, I don't care if I'm negative a thousand dollars in an account. This is like whatever, you know. Yeah, um, but they didn't make it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it and it triggered my uh, depression to a way where I didn't. Wow, like wow, like my ex girlfriend. We we started talking again, and she came because she was like, "This is the biggest moment of your life. You've been talking about doing this forever." And like my best friend that lives down here came as well. But it wasn't the same. Right. You know, it wasn't like the parents and the feedback. So it triggered. And I went to a dark place where I tried to overdose like <laughs> a few days in a row, you know. Um, and for some odd reason, my ex-girlfriend, here she comes knocking on my door. I don't know why. And she saw me in a position where I was, I was shit. <laughs> like as simple as that, I'm hugging the toilet and I'm stumbling and I'm uh, like uh, all over the place because of, you know, trying to overdose. Yeah. And um so she's like, oh, my God, like, you know, first thing she did was like, hey, let's call the suicide hotline number. Yeah. So I did that. And I'm talking to, like, you know, the the trained therapist over the phone. And they're like, hey, on a scale of 1 to 10, like, how do you feel being by yourself? And I'm like, oh, that's easy, a negative 20. Like, I didn't even think about it. It was like a negative 20. Right. And uh, so they, they recommend me going to a facility to uh, get checked out. And it was the best choice ever and the worst choice ever um it was the best choice because I was I didn't I didn't feel comfortable by myself <laughs> like yeah you got to that point where as, you, yeah where you really as, realized as weird as it sound, you know you don't a lot of people want to be like around people but when you're like by yourself and you realize whoa who am I like who is this person in the mirror like I'm uncomfortable with my skin um so when I went there they do an evaluation and it's like two nurses in there, you know, I guess one to make sure like they don't know like what's wrong with you. Like, you know, to see if you're going to, how you're going to respond. And I remember this guy, he's like probably like uh Ruben Stutter. Like he's as big as Ruben Stutter, like, you know, built like that and, and whatnot. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he's talking to me. And as he's talking to me, he's like, look, man, you don't belong here. And he's like, I, like, I don't know if you believe in God or whatever, but God is telling me you're going to touch people in certain ways and and you you can't see it now, but I guarantee you will, man. Like, just hold it together. You're almost there. And I'm looking at him, blank face, and I'm like, all right, dude, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, <laughs> just give me a blanket and a pillow because I'm ready to cry my little heart out, okay? <laughs> this is rock bottom for me, okay? <laughs> yeah, you weren't you were like, quite oh. saying like, oh, that's all I needed to hear, right? Oh, in that thank moment, you, right? yes. It was like, like, dude, I'm still hurt, okay? But at, the, at the time, and, um, yeah. And that, I guess that was the, you know, that that seed that you needed to plant to, to you know, to grow, whatever. Yeah. So being there, um, you know, they gave you a, a notebook and a pencil and I just started writing and the next day I saw the therapist and the therapist was um he was an asshole that's the nicest way I'm gonna say it um there's more words I want to use but <laughs> asshole is gonna be perfect by me um because he read my foul and as he read my foul um he already had something for me 
like pen to paper. Hey, take this. And I was like, that's it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a chemical imbalance, take this. And I questioned him. And I was like, hey, how do I have a chemical imbalance if you don't even know? We haven't even had a conversation. Right. You're just reading said, what's written down. He just said, oh, I read your file. That's it. And I said, no, I didn't come here for that. Like, if right. I wanted drugs, this is easy to find. <laughs> I came here because I need to learn how to heal. And um, and he was pissed off. And he read my file again. And he was like, oh, you're from the Bronx. Do you understand this verbiage that I'm using? And I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna play this game. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I do, I understand. And um, this is unacceptable. And he's like, you sure you understand this verb? It's and, and yada yada yada. And I was like, if you're trying to to have me show any emotion, especially in your house, right? This is your house. You want me to put my my feet up on your couch? And what's gonna happen? The the you know the security guards are gonna come and they're gonna put a jacket on me, which I'm not going to do that. Like, Right, you saw through that. I saw through. Like, yeah. dude, I've been, I heard so much, like, crap in my life, especially being in front of the Bronx, like, especially being in New York, you know how, like, tough and rugged people are. So I was like, this is nothing, man. And I'm already <laughs> aware of what you're doing. Right. Um, so it was like that for about a few days. Uh, when this facility, when you check yourself in, they gave you about three to five days to evaluate you to see if you need to stay or just see if you just had a moment or whatnot. Um, right. Or get you some other kind of like aftercare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so like being there, like you seem like everybody on that floor was there for the same reason. There were some people that had a chemical imbalance, like it was clear as day. Um, and there were some people that just had a moment where this guy is falling for them and they just needed help. You know, right. that's the nicest way to say it. Yeah. They just needed help. And and then your statement of, like, I just need to learn how to heal. Like, those those are so significant phrases that really actually capture the human condition when we're at that level where we really, truly are, are at our wit's end and, and can't be by ourselves and have to reach out for someone else for that assistance. And it's so, it breaks my heart to hear this because I hear it all of the time. So many people have run into other therapists or caseworkers or psychiatrists who don't fucking get it, who yeah. are, are in the mentality of just running through prescriptions and running through numbers and running through beds and not really looking at, okay, no, like, I, I don't need to just, you know, hand this person a pill. I need to actually listen to them and hear what their struggle is and hear what their needs are and then help them connect with other ways to yes. fucking heal, yeah, right? Yeah. And so many people are trapped in that cycle of prescription um, medication, which is appropriate for, for the people who are taking it. That's yeah. not to say that like people shouldn't be on medication, but there needs to be a, a deeper understanding in the system that we have to, we have to help people heal yeah. and not just yeah, like yeah. cage them. I, I'm, I'm, no, I agree with you, unfortunately. Um, like I... It's like when you when you're crying out for help, right? Or when you're telling someone your story, some people already they're not trying to listen to understand. They're trying to listen to reply. And I tell yep. people that all the time. And fix it. Right? He was just listening to reply. Right. Oh, okay. I already got the solution for you here. Right. And um, I remember being in there. Right. We're playing Uno because like they do a group therapy. Like you have to check some boxes in order to leave. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. Like you know, I'm doing the group therapy. I'm writing. And doing everything like I have to do on my own. 
And I remember it was my Uno. And the nurse comes and she gives out the whole prescription to like everybody, right? So she calls my name and she's like, hey, you have to take this. And I looked at her and I was like, no, I don't. And she was like, no, 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 no. Young man, you don't understand. You have to take this. So like my ex-girlfriend, who is now my wife, she works in the medical field, right? And um, so like I'm telling her like the prescription that the doctor told me to take. Yeah. And she's like, if you take that, you're going to zone out and you're going to be numb. So that's all you have to say. She's like, um, best way to describe it, it's a um, high risk, low reward type of thing, right? And like, but if you take it, it's gonna, you're going to be at risk, but they're trying to see the, the shift in you. And I was like, okay, cool, fine. And I tell the nurse that. And she's like, how do you know this? I was like, don't worry about how do I know. And then she was like, you're too smart. You're way too smart to be here. Like, simple as that. And she wrote something down on there. And then I don't know what she wrote, but like 10 minutes later, I had to see the psychiatrist again. And he's like, hey, um, he's like, you're not going to believe this facility until you take what I tell you. Wow. I was like, oh. Wow. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Got a little ego here, huh? <laughs> and and um and I was like, no, I'm not gonna take this. So I said, you're a psychiatrist, right? This is what you do. You are supposed to help people. You're not helping me. You're trying to numb me out with a drug that I can't even pronounce. Right. Never even heard of in my life. Right. Like I came here for help. If I want drugs, I can get that anywhere. Like it's easy nowadays to unfortunately to find drugs. Right. But I came here to learn how to heal, do better. And um, he laughed, he smirked. And um, prior to that, like I, like he called me back into his office like before he left. And he said, you're the first patient I ever had that ever challenged me like that. And I was like, fine, perfect, good. Yeah. Now do better. <laughs> and, um, and he gave me a smirk and like, I know what he really wanted to say. And I was waiting, I was like, hey man, like go ahead, this is your, this is your moment. but. The other staff members was around. And, um, but like, as we was playing Uno, I'm sorry, I got, I got sidetracked. But as we was playing Uno, um, I'm seeing like my friends that's there, we're all playing and they just started numbing out because of the drug that was handed out. Right. And I'm not talking like within a five minute, I'm like two minutes. And like my buddy had the last Uno card and all he had to say was Uno. All he has to say, right? And he's like, I can't feel I can't feel the thing. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, bro, what are you talking about? And he's like, nah, I, I can't feel the thing. And he just started slurring. I'm like, are you oh, okay? Yeah. And I'm like, and then he just passed out. I was like, wow. And you want me to take this? Oh and then God. everybody else was slowly doing that. And I was just like, okay, okay. This is too powerful. This is not right. Um, but after that, like, another psychiatrist came because that, that asshole was off. And she looked at my file. She looked at the way I was interacting with people. And she was just like, hey, you can leave. Like, this guy's holding you for whatever because of his ego. Because right. you told him no. Right. And she's like, you can leave. Just try to look for a therapist if you can to learn how to heal. Um, I was like, okay, thank you. Like, that was like my championship moment because this guy was trying to hold me there for literally a month. He already told me, like, you're going to be here for a month. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 I was ready to, to go to court with him and everything that after I left, I looked at his file. Yeah. But like the way life works, his file, he's been moving around like every two, two and a half years, he's been getting terminated. So I was like, okay, well, 
There you it's go. almost two years being here. So I'm not even going to stress that. I'm going to let the universe do that. And I don't want to put that negative energy into to my atmosphere. I don't, I, I'm already broken. I don't got enough energy for this guy. Exactly. You know? Right, right. So uh, with that, like I, I learned how to heal um, on my own because I couldn't afford a therapist. Like I wanted to, but my situation during the time with the insurance and I was barely getting by like paying my rent to let alone like chip out for like a hundred dollars, $200 session. So I was just like, well, I'm going to do it myself. Um, and I thought about my basketball coach, my high school basketball coach. And he was like, Hey, what's the weakest part of your game? And I couldn't identify with that. It's like, dude, you're the coach. You tell me. And he's like, okay, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to show you how to learn the weakest part of your game. So I'll, I use that as basketball. Like basketball is like my favorite sport. It's my my one thing that I love. And I wrote down my my stuff, like my emotions for about about six months. Mm-hmm. And um, I took a three-week vacation. I came back with a clear mind um, and I read it and I identified the triggers. Oh, oh wow, the foundation I thought was strong. <laughs> that looks like shit, (laughs) 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 you know? (laughs) Thank God for some clarity, right? (laughs) Yeah, thank you, you know? Um, All right, all right. So being being able to identify that, I was like, this is the area I need to work on. Yeah. The structure of the relationship of my parents, right? Like, we don't have one. It, it, you know, like I've been living out in Tampa. They haven't came down to visit me. They couldn't even make it to my graduation. They barely call. They forget my birthday here and there. I might get a text wow. a couple of days later. So it was like, oh, okay. This is the all that emotion, right? Of yeah. Like, I guess it's out of sight, out of mind. So I had to go through that and put on my big boy pants and have that awkward conversation with them. And like, hey, because of you, um, I tried to kill myself, not once, but multiple times. And that was uncomfortable for them. But at that point in life, I was learning how to heal. And I was okay with making that decision. Like, we're going to go through life together, moving forward, and working on our relationship. Or I'm just going to leave you here. And if I leave you here, have a good life. That, that I mean, that sounds like such a significant turning point in your life and, and a turning point in your in your healing um, can you can you describe a little bit more detail as to like what gave you the motivation and the courage to do that with your parents? Um, what gave me the motivation was I was tired. <laughs> I was tired. I was tired of I was tired of feeling pain, feeling hurt, and feeling like my voice didn't matter. Mm. to the people that it should matter the most. Exactly, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I get it, because, like, we all have our own lives, and, like, at some point, you know, you're like, oh, man, my kid is no longer a kid. They're a young man, or they're a man now, so their life is fine. But, unfortunately, like, that childhood of trauma that I experienced was never answered, right? Like, why wasn't you there when my sister had passed when I needed you just because I wasn't able to, you know, I'm 14, 15. I can't, I can barely express myself in a way where it's like, Hey, I need help, you know? And just because I'm, I moved and seems like my life is doing good. Like I was down here a minimum of like 10 years. Right. And they didn't come down. Oh my gosh. And it's like, you never came down to see if I lived in a hole in a wall, I could be living in a shoe case, like in a shoe box or something like that. You don't know. And um, it was just that. I was just tired of it. 
right? And I was just like, at this point in life, um, I'm here for a reason. I thought my purpose was like being this like super duper dope producer, but you know, here goes this nurse talking in the back of my head. <laughs> like, yo, God is gonna use you in a way where you don't where you don't expect that you're gonna touch people. So I was just tired of that. I was just tired of the un the the pain, the generational curse is what I called it. Oh yeah. Right? Being passed around yeah. from generation, right? Like whatever they experienced, I don't know. And I realized like based off of what they experienced, the reason why they're acting how they're acting. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I had to I had to take and I tell people this a lot. Like sometimes we 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 get in our own ways, right? We see life only from our view. Right. So I had to pull myself from just the sun point of view and pull myself from a human point of view. What what happened to them for them to react like that? Okay. They went through trauma that I probably don't know about that they don't want to tell me about, which is perfectly fine. But they're trying their best. And maybe they don't know how to communicate. Like, there's no guidelines to being a parent. Right. <laughs> you know, there's none. Right. And and whatever experience they had, I wanted to really, um, hey, I forgive you for um, if you want to work on it, we can work on it, right? Because our past, we can't change the past, but we can change our future. And that's the mindset that I had. Um, and, like, you know, at the beginning, my mom was pretty like, okay, cool, like, this is my son. I want to do better, right? Like he's the only son I have, and I am the only son on both of their sides. Um, and like she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to do better. Just give me some time," which is always like understandable. And then my dad was, there you go that male ego, like you know, he was like really like, "No, man, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that." And I'm just like, "You're listening to respond. You're not listening to understand. Just because like you're hearing things that." is triggered to you. Like right. your son trying to kill yourself is right. triggering because you're thinking of burying another child. But it's not, man, I have to bury another child. Why would I have to bury another child? That's the part that you're not listening to and, and understanding. Um, but then, um, you know, being being strong enough to be like, I'm not going to talk to you for a year, man. Like, you are, are a trigger to me in a sense where I'm not alone. Because if I ever decide to get married, if I ever decide to have kids, um, they're not going to experience that pain. This generational curse stops today, <laughs> you know? Yes. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, doing that, and it took me about like two years to learn how to heal, um, which some people are like, man, that's crazy fast, and some might think it's long, but everybody heals on their own time. I want people to understand that. Um, but I did a lot of writing, and I had to do things to break my pattern. Right. Because we're creatures of habits. Right. Right. So, you know, if I'm having a bad day, the first thing I'm doing is, oh, hey, let me go have this this drink of mine. You know, let me go get this beer or something. So it's like, OK, if I'm having a bad day, what else can I do besides open up a can and or open up a bottle? So I bought a coloring book. Um, I bought some sticky notes and I was like, man, I'm going to write some positive stuff to myself because you always hear love yourself and nobody it taught me how to love myself. This is the part I'm going to do. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, so the first thing I wrote on, like, this sticky note on my mirror was um, just believe. And I wrote that because I didn't believe in myself. And I kept saying it to myself until I believed in myself. Um, that's what had me doing, like, the hashtag just believe. Um, but, like, I wrote it everywhere. Just bathroom, refrigerator, car, bedroom, 
everywhere, right? Just to bring on that positivity. And then the coloring was like, okay, cool. I'm a color, but I'm not going to play any music. I'm going to play, uh, I'm not going to like listen to like any like music with lyrics. Right, I went down this rabbit hole on YouTube yep. and uh, I was like, sound frequency, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, whatever. It says healing with pain. Okay, fine. And I'm just playing that and I'm coloring and I'm like, oh, okay. This is a different habit I'm doing. This is something different that I'm doing. Oh, hey, let me try this meditation thing. Oh, let me try yoga. Okay, all right. Well, I'm, I'm the only guy in this yoga class. We're going to get this working. And it's like, you know, it's like doing stuff like that and realizing I'm not as flexible as I used to be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right, all right. But all right, so this is going to take some practice, right? Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I could just, I could just, uh, nope, I can't do that, you know, nope. but doing, thing, doing things to, to, to help break that pattern, but doing things to help me grow, not only like mentally, but physically, right? Like the mental growth is going to help you in a way where you don't, you don't believe. Um, so doing that for about two years um, and then getting married, like to this, to this woman who's been with me throughout everything. And then finally, like, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go back on social media. I've been off for like three, four years and I'm going to like share people content about mental health. Right. Because I don't know too much about it, you know, whatever. And I'm getting back on social media and I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm not finding any like mental health things. I can see a lot of sneakers. I can see a lot of workout <laughs> videos. I can see a lot of twerking. Like I see a lot of <laughs> crap that I don't want to see. And, but right. realizing that um, this was a gap, right? For it was sure. a gap. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, okay, well, Maybe I should talk and share my story. Maybe it can help somebody. So I studied uh, Eric Thomas for about 10 months. He's like ranked number one motivation speaker. Um, I studied him not because of, I need the motivation, but I needed to learn how to talk in front of the camera and try to get an audience. Studying for 10 months and I was able to meet him. Meet him, his camp, have a conversation with him. And I'm like, wow, if I can do this in 10 months, imagine what I can do in a year. And that led me to you and I having this conversation. Man, like I could listen to you share your story over <laughs> uh, and over and over again. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, it, it is so, um, it, I want to use the word motivational, but the word motivational doesn't even quite capture like the depth of meaning that actually comes with listening to your story. You know, I was, I was jotting down some notes as you were talking, like some of these like really pivotal moments in your life and, and pivotal relationships in your life and like the, these very specific steps that you took that allowed you to progress and allowed you to continue to move forward. Um, and there's a, and I, and I think this is what that, that nurse was noticing in you. There is an undeniable fire within each of us that helps us keep going. And yours was burning bright, so bright that he saw that and that has allowed you to do all of these things, right? We want to we spread that fire. We want to spread yeah. that fire in, in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a little destructive, but like, and maybe, maybe we should call it light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to shine that light. Shine that light shine to that everyone. Light. Yes. Because, because I, and I, at my foundation as a person and at my foundation as a therapist, I fully believe that everybody has within them the capacity and the skills and the knowledge 
to do what they need to do. They just need to, to start in yeah. order to to take those steps because it, it takes a lot. And I'm saying this to you, but you know this because you suffered with depression. It takes a lot to get out of those spots and and yeah. and like to keep moving, you know. And but you did it. And I say it like in a past sense, you're still doing it. Right, like oh, yeah. you're yeah. still like, on that that journey of healing, and man, it's just fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you, I appreciate it. You know, um, with the healing process, it's like it, it it took time. Like yeah, like I'm like I'm no longer ten years of depressed. Like now I've been sober for pretty much three years now because I had to break things in a way where it was like okay, well, my old ways led me down this path. To this rabbit hole, to this dark place, um, but the new ways has led me to a path where I'm connecting with people in a way where I'm like, "Wow, 100%. this is this is great." I'm learning about other steps of of mental health, right? Mental illness, yeah. um, like you know, the anxiety. Like, oh wow, I had an anxiety attack. I never knew what the name of it. Nobody never said this is a anxiety attack, like a panic attack. Like, what to do with the steps? I'm learning how to like to do that and having conversations with people to educate myself, right? Yeah. And I realized. Like, when I started sharing my content, yeah, in the beginning, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, even though I started out in a year, but, like, the first three months, like, I had no idea, like, how to, what to talk about or whatever. But then, like, once you find your lane and your niche, that was it. But, right. but learning, okay, okay, this technique helps and this and that. And then having conversations with therapists, right? I think once COVID happened and you get them the, like, lockdown happened and people started finding my 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 content and um i started getting some therapists following me and they're like hey are you currently in school and i'm like no what are you talking about like no they're like no the language that you're speaking you're speaking our language and i was like oh okay thank you i'm like no i'm just self-taught like i'm yeah reading like during this time i just finished reading um like 105 like books right and i'm like well personality I have is I'm all in or I'm not so I'm like I'm just reading these books and learning to identify the areas right because if I'm going to be an advocate um I want to help people in the best way right like how can I see their triggers and how can I help them come over that trigger right and they give me insight and then doing that I'm like oh, okay well I guess this is the lane that I, I meant to be in because you know we all look for our purpose but you don't realize like your purpose you're looking for it, you may not find it. Right. Oh, uh, you think your purpose is gonna be like a Disney movie with a fairy tale, like, oh, here comes the flowers or whatever. But it's like sometimes you have to go through some shit in order to find your purpose. But be comfortable going through that and be like, okay, thank you for that. Thank you for this crazy path of like heartbreaks and lonely nights and crying. But me being strong enough to go through that, now I'm able to assist people in a way where I'm like, man, thank you. Thank you. The conversations that I'm having, thank you. Like, you know, there's days when I don't want to do a good morning video. There's days when I don't want to post. And then every time I'm like, man, I'm tired. I'm not going to post today. Or I don't even know what to talk about. I get a DM saying thank you. Yeah. Your video this morning helped me out so much. And it's like, all right. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> you know, like type of thing. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pulling this this content out i'm gonna keep trying to assist people in the best way and understand like i am the the bridge i call myself from being that client to a therapist to not being like being that as like 
a therapist myself, you know, as far as like legally, but, and being okay with that. Like, hey, let me have some interview with some therapists to really break it down. Because if I want to break the stigma, right. one person can't do it by themselves. This is going to be a team effort, like the Avengers. If we're going to take down <laughs> Thanos, we're going to have to come together, guys, you know? hundred yeah. percent. Absolutely. Yes. And we had talked about that, too, when, it, when we first um, connected about how, like, this is a team effort. And, it is. And I really appreciate, um, you know, despite your negative experiences with the professional field that you still recognized that um, we're not all that like that, right? That there are yeah. professionals in this field who really and truly deeply care about each individual person and wants to help them heal and heal through the, the right avenues. Um, and and that's, that's really important. There was um, another point that I wanted to make as you were talking. Oh, it just came back to me. So as you were describing you know, the steps that you took, not only just having that fire and that light within you, but there had to have been some level of faith, right, for you to trust that you were at some point on the right path, leading you down towards your your purpose, right? Or some sort of internal oh, yeah. gauge that told you you were on the right path. What was that for you? Um so after having that like awkward conversation with my parents, right? Yeah. Um, so like I went to my sister's grave, right? Went there and I remember like having that conversation with my parents. I was like still like carrying that that burden. And I remember like just going to her grave, getting some flowers and trying to pay my respects. And I mean, grown man, ugly face crying, right? And I'm not crying because of her like passing anymore. I'm crying because that I'm letting go of all that, all that junk, all that stress, all that pain, all that heartbreak, I'm letting it go. And then I'm hearing, you know, cause I was like, man, I don't know what to do next. Like, you know, I just graduated from the school. Or should I do this music thing? And then just having a, a conversation with her and just saying like, okay, I'm done. And just looking up to the sky, like, hey, whatever way you want to use me, man, this is that window. I'm all ears now, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and um, that was pretty much, like, that turning point. And then learning about really wanting to help people. Like, I just genuinely, I've always been, like, a, a helper, right? Uh, that's just who I've been. And I'm always, like, even when I play basketball, i rather help somebody else score than me score. I can score at any time, but it just, I just got more, more like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm watching my, my friend, he just dunked on you. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I feel like I dunked on you. Like, so I get more of an incitement out of that. And um, so really like understanding, okay, how can I help others? And, and I, and I just really like remember like driving back to Tampa from this, like going up to, to see them. And, and I was with my, now wife, <laughs> we're driving back. And um, and I remember like she was just sleeping and it's just like me on a road at uh, probably like four in the morning. And I was crying, like there's music playing. I'm playing like Michael Jackson, like uh, playing Thriller, you know, is by far one of the greatest albums ever. <laughs> so I'm playing Thriller and, um, and I am just like crying through Thriller, right? Like not, like I'm not, I'm just crying. And it's just like, I'm crying because I'm hearing, get ready for a shift. 
And I was just like, okay, I don't know what shift this is, right? Like, I, like you can hear it clear as day, like, get ready for a shift. You are not going to be this person that you are today. And then that was it. That was pretty much it. Man. I mean, I just got goosebumps. Like, that is so, <laughs> so yeah. inspiring and so powerful. I mean, that leaves me speechless. I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to listen to Thriller differently. Like, I'm going to go like, play that I, right now and be like, yes, this, this really helped. This like, is a I, moment I just, for you. I just popped in the playlist of Thriller because I was like, oh, man, I need something to keep me up. Um, you know, you can you can listen to today's music as much as you want. But, like, you know, you're really going to find the gems back in the, the old days. Like, there's no other way to say it. Right? right. And I was just, like, listening to that album and, and just, I can't remember what song was playing. But I just remember, like, a shift is going to happen. A shift is going to happen. We're, like, somewhere between, like, South Carolina and Georgia. And I'm just like, all right, well, that old life of me is left behind. Use me in a way that you want. And the first thing I had to do was cut off my friends. Uh, the, not because they was bad people, but they was doing things that was triggering. Like, all right, dude, I'm not I'm not doing this drinking thing anymore. Right. Um, you know, I have, like people in my family who's alcoholics it's already there like I'm not going to do that um and I'm not doing things that's going to put me in a in a dark place like yeah it's fun going to the club but then I'm like man like I'm coming home and all that fun and excitement is not it's gone you know and I'm still left with that so I was like I have to do some deep searching and I cut some people off um and then I looked back on social media and I was following a lot of people that was like yeah, why am I following you again? <laughs> you're not adding, you're not, not to sound like a an asshole, but you're not adding value in my life anymore, right? Like, there's some people like, dude, I don't want to see you post pictures of your, you in the shower, like, not, you know, like, just random pictures of, oh, hey, hey, look at my feet. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, <laughs> I want to see something that's going to add value. Yeah, um, that's going to be meaningful. That's going to be in, in, inspiring, yeah. right? That's yeah, because at this point in life, that's where I'm at. Right. I'm shifting where I want to add value in people's life, right? Like, how can I how can I help you out? I don't want nothing. Just yeah. how can I help you out? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a pivotal moment for sure. And talk about a shift where you are really dedicating yourself to improving <clears throat> your life, making sure that you're at a, now at a position to only allow good things to come to you. Um, that's hard. And I'm glad that you're able to describe that having already given so much of your history so people can recognize that like it's a process. And when people say it's a process, we legitimately mean it's a process. You don't ever get to that point without having to go through what you went through. And I just have to add too, I think it's so symbolic and meaningful you driving south and driving away from your now kind of closed past right you kind of like made that peace so to speak and we're able to literally move away from it yeah um long drives can do that for people right yeah they can really yeah. get, yeah. get no, you really into that, that place that's amazing i'm just still in awe <laughs> like you've got me like yeah. speechless dude <laughs> no but it, it it was it was um not realizing that was a, a turning point for me right because it was like, man, all my pain was in New York. It was in the Bronx. All my pain, right? The, the things that drove me down my path. And now to finally be able to stand up for myself, because I couldn't do that at 14. I couldn't do that at 15. Right. 
and now being this young adult, young man, being able to stand up with my chest out strong and holding my ground, I was like, oh, wow. The thing that was holding me back was my parents, and I'm looking them dead in the eye and telling them, no more. No nope. more. Nope. Nope. Not today, Satan. You know, that type of thing. And, and being strong enough for that. And then being able to like, okay, like when my dad was acting up and like showing his like, you know, ego. And I'm just like, nope, you got, you got to leave that at the door, man. Yeah. If not, I'm leaving. And he's like, man, you're not going to leave. And I'm like, okay, all right. See you later. And as I'm leaving, he's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm listening. And being strong enough for that. Those, those moments are like, Oh, wow, I do have power. I do have a voice. And yes. it makes me feel like Superman, you know? Yeah, I do have a power. And, and I do have a voice. Absolutely. And and when you... Man, like, when you turn around and you face those demons and you face that pain and you face those fears and, and come out the other side of it, it, it that will shift you. That will oh, yeah. That will most definitely give you the... I'm thinking of like so many moments in my life too where you know it was only when I put down those boundaries or it was only when I really articulated what I needed did I recognize not only was that person incapable of being able to to give me what I needed but that I was okay not getting it because I found my own strength and my own power within my myself just because I articulated that voice I was like it's mind blowing, and then you 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 turn away from those fears, and you're like, oh, I survived. I I, I give me more. Like I can yeah. take on the universe like, now because I yeah, fi- like, I figured this yes. out. Yes, you felt like uh, Captain Marvel. Like yes, yes, this is the moment I was looking for. <laughs> yes, you know, yes. Um, yeah, it was something that. Oh man, it was um like as you said, like those doubts and, and fears, right? Like it was always in my head. Yeah. And then like that moment when I came back to Tampa, and I'm like telling my friends hey I can't hang out with you I can't do this and I'm looking at the social media and I'm cleaning up right and then like I remember hearing like a little doubt in my head and a little doubt and a little like insecurities coming out yeah and I did something um that I thought was like okay you know what here goes this voice that's telling me like it always was like a powerful like demon type of like you know type of voice and I'm like you know what I'm gonna give this thing Daffy Duck type of voice (laughs) right and doing that because like who takes Daffy Duck serious? Nobody, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly why I'm dying. I'm like, that's hilarious and brilliant. So I it, but I gave it a Daffy Duck type of voice. And yeah. then, like, I just kept, like, oh, okay, I'm not taking it serious. I, okay, all right, you just want some attention today. Okay, cool. And then that Daffy Duck type of voice became a little kid voice, right? Like, oh, the poor baby. Oh, oh, you feel like what? Okay, you're going to be on timeout, you know? And that really helped me out and so... So many ways. And I tell people, like, hey, even being, like, a mental health coach, like, whatever doubts or insecurity, give it a voice that you know, like, it's not serious. Right. Because you are in control of your life. That's the shift that you need. Those doubts and insecurities. Stop giving it that, you know, godlike type of voice and give it a a cartoon character voice, like a SpongeBob type of voice where, you know, like, oh, oh, it's Patrick from SpongeBob. (laughs) Ah, get out of here, Patrick. And you would see the shift. You will. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you're just layering on all of these, like, great tools, and I can see so clearly why you are passionate about what you're doing on your Instagram and and with your own work, because you have gold, right? You have these really valuable experiences and a, a really deep understanding of, like, the human 
process and what we need to do to get to the other side of it and how to how to live a more you know successful life in the, in the sense of like thriving internally not success in terms of like what yeah. we what what we consume or what we have so going to to a little bit more of like present day like what is it that you do to maintain your own health and and how is that contributing to the the work that you're doing um, now and in the future um so like what I do um you know now like I'm a father now of two energetic kids (laughs) 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 they're young Uh, too right they're young yeah Yeah. they're uh I have a two-year-old and a six-month so um but my like Sundays Sundays is my family day right and it's not just my family day because oh it's the thing to do I need it I need that that's the day where I, I don't really do any like interviews I don't work with anyone I don't take on my phone as much like I know every dad is probably like oh it's football it's Sunday but it's like that's my family day right like I can always go back and look at the football highlights right I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna do my daddy duties and play with my kids and get screamed at and throw up on you know that's my thing and that's what I need right like um family family time is like my love language and it gives me the chance to not only disconnect from social media but still give me that human element that that I miss. It helps me recharge. Mm-hmm. You know, when my little daughter looks at me and says, like, daddy, 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 and it's like, wow, 10 years ago, I never even thought I would hear a voice saying daddy. So it gives me that reality check. And ten, five years ago, I never even thought I would get married, right, or be alive for that. So that's my recharge. Um, other than that, like, every other day, like, um, you know, I do the social media, the content, and then I work with some clients. But even with that, like working with clients, like, you know, you have to create boundaries and it's important. And when I work with someone, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shit on any other life coaches, but then like, you know, you see some people like, oh, hey, I can shift your life in four weeks. And to me, I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're doing to shift somebody's life in four weeks. Right. Um because what is it? Oh man, I'm trying to think of that rule. It's like the 2190 rule, right? Like 21 days of of creating a habit and right. 90 days to like pretty much make it a lifestyle. Right. And I I do like a minimum of eight weeks, right? Because the first month, you know, yeah, I might give you something that may not work, right? Like, oh hey, try this out. The first week, like, you know, we are everybody's different. Right. So not everybody's gonna have the same results in a month. And I try to be realistic with them. And I try to like, hey, this is going to take process. If you're not putting on your boots and you're ready to get dirty, you won't see that shift that you're looking for. Exactly. And I try to try to articulate that in the best way. Um, I just want to put it out there because I think that's realistic. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're charging somebody like 300 bucks for, per hour, if I pay you 300 bucks per hour, I'm waiting to see that shift as soon as I leave, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> right, so you so better like be giving the, me something, like, legitimate. Me, yeah, you, right. Yes, right, right? You better be giving me something crazy. So, but I try to tell people, like, it's a process, and it yeah. takes a minimum of, like, two months to actually see a change, a yeah. little bit of change. I'm not saying the whole dramatic, oh, my goodness, I'm healed type of change, but, like, okay, cool. This is the path I'm leading to and whatnot. Yeah, and I, I'm so glad that you bring that up, too, because... Um, there still is so much quick fix kind of um, media out there that rubs me the wrong way in so many ways. <laughs> like, I, 
it's that would have to be a whole other podcast for us to have oh, yeah, to yeah, have yeah, to yeah. talk about because <laughs> I'm I'm getting the riled up feeling inside of me because because they're they're damaging the field and the field yeah. being in my in my understanding is human health right it's not just about mental health this is this is human health yeah. and yeah. and it does take time and there is no quick fix and yeah. if if you're looking to make a shift in four weeks then you're making uh, a pretty small shift from being at a good place to a better place, right? Yeah, yeah. No one can go from, not trying to be dramatic here, but the depths of hell, right, yeah. through to peace and happiness in four weeks, right? That That's literally impossible. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah it's um, unrealistic. Yeah, no, yeah like is. that takes years of yeah, it takes work years. and dedication. and And I think what... You know, I'm hearing in your story is you did heal quickly, right? And I think why you healed so quickly was because there was that faith and there was that determination. And at each kind of like there, it feels like at each couple of weeks or couple of months, there was a pivotal moment that kept pushing you forward, right? Yeah. There was another yeah. Oh, yeah. moment yeah, that really, something like, else. kicked like, you in the ass. Thought, like, oh, hey, I'm done. Yeah, it was always yeah. something else that, like, hey, no, no, you're not. <laughs> that pushed you no, forward, yeah, right? Keep going. And yeah. I think if people are, are paying attention to those messages, because you were paying attention to those messages, you were listening. You were listening to the universe. You were listening to what it was that was happening inside of you. And if people can do that, that's going to help start them on the path to healing you know you gotta get on it first yeah you gotta get on it yes yeah, yeah. no no you nailed that man i wish i wish i can get that audio clip right there <laughs> that, because like people don't understand that right yeah. um you know when i get um like you know i get the dms and like people like hey man how long did it take you to heal and i tell them don't compare my he- healing process to yours Right. I'm not going to say, hey, in two years, you're going to be like, hell, it might be 10 years you might get to that level of right. feeling free. Right. You know, I'm like, everybody heals differently. Right. I'm like, what I can do is set you up in a way where you're going to get on that path, but it's up to you to stay on that path. Do you get it? And they're like, that's not the answer I'm looking for. I'm like, Because <laughs> they're looking for the quick fix. And I'm like, dude, this is not, this is not, you can't microwave healing. No. <laughs> like, you can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though you can't microwave it it's not like oh hey hey let me throw this in the microwave and it's done in, in, in a minute no it takes time yeah and i think when you go through it you appreciate it right you appreciate yes. it. like i appreciate life in a way where it's like man let me take 15 minutes a day of just gratitude yeah because i was in a place where i didn't think i was gonna be here right like yeah i'm getting screamed at by a two-year-old yeah i'm getting screamed at by my wife but i have one now I have a two-year-old. I have a, a son that's going to throw up on me at any second. So I appreciate that and realizing, you know, yeah, it's a bad day, but it's not a bad life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say anything else. I want to whisper to that. It's like, I want people to hear that, yeah, it's a bad day. It's not a bad life. Yeah. And yeah. you've yeah, gotten I... to that point. And, and, oh, yeah. and, and, and I say you've gotten to that point also saying, like, there is no actual point. Right, you haven't gotten to, you know, the tip of Mount Everest. Like this is an ongoing life journey, yeah. and when you start to incorporate the sense of like gratitude and appreciation for the journey, that's when it feels safe to keep going, and that's when it feels safe to, you know, 
challenge yourself and and you know face some other things that maybe you have still unresolved right like that just keeps us going forward like you were saying that even in this line of work that you're doing like there's still these insecurities and there's still those 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 days but because of your experience thus far and because of your practice that you're doing on a daily basis to keep yourself healthy um it's it's keeping you on the path and Again, I kind of want to highlight that both to the entire world, anyone who will ever listen to this, but for myself, right? Because just as much as I share like my knowledge to other people, when I'm listening to other people's stories, even my, especially even my own clients, like I'm learning from them and I'm gaining new tools to keep going. And I have, I still have insecurities on the daily, right? Like I still have bouts where I'm feeling low and it's inspiring and it keeps me motivated to know that well, I'm not alone, right? Yeah, yeah. And but it doesn't matter that I have my license, thing. right? Yes, yeah, that's exactly, that it is a hundred percent a human thing. It's a human thing. I think, um, you know, uh, it was one of my friends like, man, your life is perfect. And I said, no, mm. it's not. You know, um, what helped me was realizing, okay, let me choose my perspective. It could either be my passport to life or it could be my prison, right? Yeah. And I and I mean that in the sense of how we view things are is so important because we view it as, man, my life sucks. Look at this and that. But once you start realizing and shifting and taking a, let me take a step back. Oh, okay. Well, I actually have a roof over my head. I actually have a job. Yeah, it sucks, but I have a job. Right. I actually have family. Like some people don't have that. So I like, and really appreciating that. Like I went through hell, right? Like I'm in a state where I'm thousands of miles away from the closest family member. And me going through my darkest times, nobody ever came down to, hey, let me visit you. Let me see what's up. And realizing like, okay, that moment I went through, yeah, it sucked. But now that I went through it and now that I have a family, my kids would never experience that. Like, out of sight, out of mind. Think my wife would never experience that. I'm so like, hey, where you at? Oh, are you coming back from the store? Standing at the gas station? Like, I'm checking up on her all the time. She's like, can I breathe? And I'm like, well, you know, I love you. I want to show you that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and doing that and realizing like, hey, so it's it takes time. And the way we view things, sometimes you just have to take off the negative Nancy goggles and realize like, okay, it's not that bad. It's not great, but it's not that bad. But if I work toward it, towards it, it will be great. I'm, I'm just like, I, as I'm listening to you say that, I'm like, you already broke that generational. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thing, I, I right? told you that was it. That was it's, it. Like, it the, it's you know. shattered, right? Like it is shattered and destroyed. You are far surpassed. Yeah. Surpassed yeah, that. Now, now, you know? now I'm using the knowledge that I know and the knowledge that I'm constantly learning, like, I'm not just going to, oh, well, I, I got to this level. There's so much more I want to offer to people right um like you know my platform and my podcast like I always try to I try to connect with people that not only add value that but I know I find interesting but I want to learn from yeah so this way like I can share that knowledge you know because I think it's important with the mental health to come together as I said earlier but really break the stigma you know where I'm from if I ever talked about going to the therapist, I was already labeled a nut, uh, you know, a mental, a, a, you know, you got issues, you're special type of thing. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's not. It's 
man, when your tooth hurt, you go to the dentist, yeah. right? When you need an oil change, you go to the mechanic. Right. So when you're in pain, why can't I go to someone that's going to help me cope with that pain? Right, right. So what is it that you are doing with your podcast? Where are you at now? What's, what's the plan forward for you? Uh, the plan forward for me is not only just to have guests to share their stories. Like, ironically, mental health is not a black thing, a white thing, a green thing, a purple thing. It's a human thing. Human so thing. I've been blessed to um, have people that's all over the world from Ghana, from UK, from, you know, California, from Canada. So what, I, what I'm doing is um, having people share their stories, but not only their stories, their like it's a lot of nonprofits, um, a lot of therapists, a lot of counselors, um, a lot of psychiatrists, and I've been able to get their why and really break down the stigma of educating people. Like, yeah, like I have a phenomenal story. Yeah, I can share my story on my platform all I want, but it's not about me. It's about we, because we're in this together. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Where's your mic drop? Where's your mic drop? I just dropped the mic, but yes. <laughs> but that's how I view it. And that's what I want to do with this podcast. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, like fuck. Yeah. You are um, an inspiration, and my heart is full, and I'm excited. Oh, for you, I'm excited for all of the people's lives that you are have already touched and are going to continue to touch. And I know that this is not the end for you and I in our collaboration no, 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 either. No. I, definitely, like, I definitely want to get you on, yeah. on my uh, platform because your story is incredible. Um, I think you come from both perspective and I think people need to hear that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. In a sense of like, wait, but she's a therapist, like, her life is perfect and it's like dude no she's she's human I'm okay yeah. okay she's human yeah so so yeah no no whenever you need me if, if anything you ever need it's on record i'm here for you thank you thank you likewise 100 percent. i got you um and yes i would be totally honored to be on your podcast too um i it, it it's so funny i'd rather be on this side <laughs> only, because, only because the second someone else, and you're not the first, which is good. I want to share my story, mm-hmm. but I instantaneously get that like nervous bubbling sensation in my chest, and I'm like, yeah. but I can oh, do yeah. it, and I will yeah, do oh, it because do it. Yeah. you know that's what we're here for. So yeah, yeah, no, I think what you're doing on season two, season two is going to be, it's going to be um phenomenal. Like um, when I tell people, take your time to grow. Just take your time. Like, I know you took, uh, what they say, a big break yeah. from it. But it's like, hey, sometimes we got to zone out and check out life. And you was doing that. And I was like, I perfectly, I get it. I, I get to. it. I, I did. I recorded five episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, solo episodes. And life happens. Like, you know, I moved and, and found out, like, wait, I'm having another one. So it's like, I put that all on hold. And then, but I'm doing that. I'm recreating myself, right? My image. Like, and I have this voice, but how do I want to use it? Do I want this to just be about me or do I want this to be about we? And I really decided it's about we. I'm going to get people, I'm going to have guests on, life coaches, you know, 
and have therapists. And ever since that, I was like, yeah, I want to use that as an educational purpose. And like, yes, I'm going to have solo episodes of myself and share my thoughts. But at the same time, I really want to break that stigma. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, again, like totally... (laughs) I've no, got this was fun. <laughs> this is no, this was fun. This was fun. I, I had a good time. You know. Now, hopefully, um, people can learn from this and realize like healing is not a one fixed thing, man. No. So if you have a life coach, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shit on anyone's like worth ethic or whatever like course or program, but you know, take your time to heal. Like if it's a if it's four weeks, if you think they're gonna do it, I'm pretty sure. It's going to, you're going to need some more time. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that, you know, that's such an important piece to land on too, is that like to give yourself the time that it actually takes to really truly and heal. Um, and that it's not a one thing fix all, right? right. Like the medicine yeah, wasn't, right. wasn't going to be just this one thing that was going to fix it. It's not going to be one program or one catchphrase. Um, it's a lot. It's, and, yeah, it's but, a lot. It, but it's worth it and we're capable or more capable than we give ourselves credit and, like you and I, in what we're doing, ensuring that if there's someone out there who's struggling and doesn't know where to start, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to you. Um, we genuinely care, and um, we're going to keep at it, COVID yeah. or not, right? COVID like, or not. I tell people my DMs are always open. Um, yep. I get a lot of people, like, they look at my videos and they slide in my DMs, like, hey, can you, can you go a little into depth? And when I do that, like... Nine out of ten times, they're like, "Wow, you're the first person that actually like gave me some free advice without saying money." Yeah, and I'm like, "What are you, what are you, like, dude? What are you talking about? Like this, like you're a person." Um, yeah. My methods is, yeah, I'm gonna give you a little tips real quick. Like it's tips. Yeah. Now, it's up to you to try to use them, or it's up to you to you know. But if you need like, I need more help, then then we could talk about that, right? right. But I'm right. not gonna say. Oh, hey, Kat, you need help? Okay. All right. Well, $500 to talk. Like, that's... Right. That's not that's no. not what we're about. Right? No, nah, I'm not about that. Yeah. 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 And, so, yeah. And, and on my end, um, you know, I'm not going to provide treatment over the internet, right? That, that the is, DM. Yeah, that like, is, yeah that's like, a separate <laughs> being, right? I'm not doing treatment <laughs> on my podcast. Um, and, and that in of itself is, like... Quote, treatment really is kind of different than what you and I are talking about in some ways, right? Yes, like, yes. like that, I'm going to, I'm going to analyze what's going on where you and I are having a conversation. It's like, no, we're just, we're being humans and let's just yeah. talk about what, what you need and in, in this yeah. moment to keep going forward. And, and that's, that's free and it should be free. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I was, the, I thought I was weird for that. And, um, cause I remember like reaching out like this this woman from like um, Netherlands reached out to me and she was like, Hey, I need more clarity of like creative boundaries. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're talking and I gave her some tips. We probably talked for like 15 minutes or DM for 15 minutes. And then she said, which I thought was like crazy. You're the first person to not only respond to me, but actually share tips as far as like not talking about money. I was just like, Oh, it's tips. But I was like, if there's areas that you really want to work with with me, then that's a different topic. You know, obviously, we're going to have to take this off of, like, the DM. Right. But I was like, as far as tips, like, it's tips. I I don't get it. 
Okay, maybe maybe you can explain to me another time, but I don't get it. Like it's not yeah, always was, about money. I was yeah. gonna say like um, I, I do have a whole nother <laughs> conversation <laughs> about productivity yeah. and capitalism and and making money being the end be all end all. But we'll save that yeah. for another. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. But no, this was awesome. Thank yeah. you for having me once again. Likewise. Um, and I can't wait till this airs, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I've already decided. I'm going to edit it today and, and put it on today if I can. Because oh, I'm you. just. I'm so excited. I I can't wait another minute, um, to to spread this kind of love and knowledge. Yeah. So, thank you eternally, and um, I can't wait for our, our next connection. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thanks for having me. Peace Always. out, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening. Join me on the next episode of Unfuck Your Head as we continue to build a community where understanding human health is at the forefront of real change. Don't forget to hit subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Unfuck Your Head Podcast. You can also check out upcoming podcasts, my blog, and ways to contribute to our mission by visiting our website at unfuckyourhead.org. Fuck your head